Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of May 6, 2013. This is episode number 192, and I am Adam Meyer, Creative Director at Interval. Today I am joined in studio by Robert Prevo, Senior Account Director. And Katie Studer, Streeter, Content Marketing Specialist. <laughs> hey guys. Hello. How's it going? Hi. Good. Good. So... <clears throat> all right, a little bit on the weather today, since we do weather all the time yes. at the beginning. I've got like four to five inches of snow at my house, which is on the east side of the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. And I drove into downtown today, and there is not only is there no snow, it's like not even wet down here from snow. So there, clearly there's like a straight line through the middle of the metro area somewhere where one side had five inches and the other side had absolutely nothing. Yeah. Well, luckily I fell on the right side of that. So. <laughs> yeah, we, we lucked out as well. We, we didn't get any snow and I heard last night they had canceled the kind of winter warning for us, but I heard South. Yeah. Like Rochester. A, a, yeah. Like over a Got foot in some areas. Yeah. It's and it's May. What is the, the it's May 2nd, 3rd, 3rd, 2nd, 2nd. Yeah. What the hell? So we had a little peak of sun last week, got all excited, 70s, and now we're back into the 40s. Yeah, it's a little different. And it's very gray. Yeah, it's dreary. It'd be different if it was sunny and 40, but yeah, it's gray. Yeah. But yeah. we're going to bring some positive light with this podcast. We are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what's new? Do we have any announcements for any, for anybody, everybody? Um, I think our announcement today uh, is the Joe Public Retreat, which we've talked about uh, on past yes. podcasts. But um, pretty exciting opportunity. Um, it is going to be held in, on June 19th to the 21st in Minneapolis, and it's a consulta- consultative, consultative, or consultative, consultative. Sorry about that. <laughs> retreat um, with Chris Bevelo and the Interval team will be there assisting. But um, it's really a chance for hospitals and health systems who are trying to drive change in their organizations to really um, tackle some of their biggest pain points and figure out a strategy to take back with them to help them advance change. Yep. And to work with the man. That's right. The author. The 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 legend. (laughs) (laughs) The living legend. An evening with. (laughs) No, it should be good. It should be really good. And it's at, uh, did you say it's at the... Oh, it's at the Guthrie Theater Theater. in Minneapolis, which is a pretty awesome theater in downtown on the river. Well, relatively new. I keep yeah, on. I don't know what it feels. Year. It always feels brand new, but it it's does. like what, five, six years now that it's been over there. Yeah. It's a, it's an amazing it facility. Yeah. Really yeah. Is. It really is. It really is. Blue glass. One thing that I found particularly impressive about the Guthrie compared to the old Guthrie was how they still captured the spirit of the old Guthrie in terms mm. of the setting. It felt like you were still in the same old kind of yeah. classic theater, um, which always had kind of a modern feel to it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really didn't lose that. So like when the performers are on, well, there won't be performers on stage in this case, <laughs> but when you're actually watching a performance there, um, just the way that it's designed so that the sound carries through the, mm-hmm. the, the, the theater or the auditorium, whatever you want to call it that you're in um, from the actors is really impressive. I mean, that's quite an acoustic feat. Yeah. yeah. And I know it won, you know, some, I think international <coughs> awards for design and architecture when it was open. So it's a, it's a cool place. Yeah. It's beautiful. They have a never ending bridge is what it's called. I believe yeah, it's really nice. Yep. It looks over the, the river. So it's pretty yeah, beautiful. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So check out Joe com and for more details and yeah, check it out. Yep. We'd love to have you. So 
cheat death. <laughs> what the hell <laughs> is going on with this? Yeah. yeah. So just as a little background, this uh, I think most of you have probably heard and read about this, but this um, Caramount Health marketing campaign, and it's a little, a little confusing, at least from the reports that we're reading, if it's a, a marketing campaign or an actual slogan for the hospital. Um, but they launched this cheat death, what they're calling slogan, and within hours, it sounds like, from being unveiled, um, the community <laughs> was upset, employees were embarrassed, physicians were upset, and uh, eventually led to them scrapping the, the slogan, so that no longer exists, fired their agency that helped them create it, and most recently, the CEO has now resigned. So quite a little kerfuffle uh, in North Carolina. <laughs> yes. And might we come, you know, the, so the, so we're, we're kind of confused because the, there are various reports that kind of come at this from a different angle. Some say it's like you said, Robert, it's a, a, a slogan for the hospital. Mm-hmm. Others say it's like a wellness campaign or an initiative of some sort or just right. a mar- general marketing campaign. So we're kind of unsure as to exactly what it is, though. It seems like it was overall, it seems like it, it was replacing their slogan, their right. main slogan. So it was, cause like Robert, you had found a picture of a banner that was their logo. Um, so right now, like if you go to the website, they've got the, the Caremont health, <clears throat> Caremont health, and then in love with life is their current slogan or mm-hmm. their reverted slogan. Now, if they did use the one for a little while, um, that, that shows up right underneath their logo on the homepage. Mm-hmm. So our assumption based on most of what we've read and some of the visuals we've seen is that it was re- cheat death was replacing <laughs> in love with life. Little Which departure. is quite a, <laughs> yeah. quite a contrast. Happy go lucky to just dark. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, from reading some of these articles, you know, certainly the spirit and the intent of the campaign was, I think, uh, good. Right. I mean, they talked about how in North Carolina, I think this county ranks 81st out of, you know, like 100 in terms of obesity and just general wellness. So they've, you know, they're trying to make a point, right. you know, right. which, you know, I think you know, we can all appreciate. Um, but, you know, they talked about when they, when they unveiled this and kind of launched it, that they, you know, employees were wearing cheat death t-shirts and, you know, having cheat death smoothies. And, and I think, you know, like a cheat death smoothie. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, you know, people, you know, certainly, as you can imagine, some people took offense to that in terms of, you know, there are people in the hospital who are in, you know, really tough situations and yeah, yeah. people do die in hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to be careful with that. So I think the, you know, what they were trying to do is, is, is good, but right. boy, it, it went down a path that right. maybe was a little, uh, mm-hmm. a little off. Yeah. And I still think that, I think that if it was a marketing campaign, I'm not nearly as, as like upset about it, I right. guess, as I would be if it is actually the, the hospital slogan. I really don't understand how that got approved or what what people were thinking, I guess. But if it was a marketing campaign, I get it. I get where they're mm-hmm. coming from. But I think it's uh, probably safe to say that you should put the positives before just putting death in that slogan for the campaign. <laughs> so it's just a little intense. Right. And they did talk about, you know, that as part of this, again, if it, if it is a campaign, that part of the effort was to partner with gyms and partner with, you know, businesses and schools to, again, promote wellness. The Grim Reaper. So, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> He's a spokesperson. <laughs> But really, though, there's pictures everywhere of the Grim Reaper and all these articles, like looming <laughs> in the, like grocery stores and like, 
Oh, is, is part of the campaign? No, I oh. doubt it. I, I hope. I mean, gosh. I, I guess it never not. got off the ground. Come so down for your free scythe or sickle. <laughs> right. So, you know, I, again, I agree with you, Katie, that, you know, this type of program and, and maybe the cheat death would work in that kind of setting. Um, but, yeah, for the actual hospital part of their brand. Yeah, there's just so little, much. I mean, yeah. one of the comments in, the, in a Huffington Post article was from Clergy. It might have been at a hospital or just, or just faith leaders within the community saying this is a basically this is a blasphemous right. slogan. This is, mm-hmm. you know, not only is it offensive, it goes against, you know, well, I mean, I guess that's why it's offensive to them, but it goes against, you know, people's spiritual beliefs or faith beliefs. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, it's that seems like a pretty major oversight. Right. I mean, I know, I mean, I'm not a, a, you know, I wouldn't say I'm not a spiritual individual, but I'm not a, you know, heavy churchgoer. So I, mm-hmm. you know, but still, you know, from a marketing perspective, if we were working, and, and again, I get careful not to, to compare us as an agency right. against other agencies because right. we've come up with ideas that are wacky and, you know, <laughs> some of them which didn't, didn't get buy-in from the client because mm-hmm. they might have been a little too far out there. Um, but... <clears throat> would like to think that, you know, that some of those angles would have been considered, you know, mm-hmm. looking at this from a faith angle to see, right. is this going to be a turnoff mm-hmm. for whatever reason? Right. Um, you know, you could take that to another level too. We've got, um, there are people in Minneapolis that help, you know, specifically, uh, I don't know if agency is the right word, but specifically help, uh, organizations understand cultural relevance and how to mm-hmm. communicate and they help with translation services, that kind of thing, you know, um, so, I mean, there's so many angles that you need to consider these things from, whether it's faith or culture. And it seems like with a saying like this, maybe not a whole lot of time was spent or consideration was given to whether or not that was going to be offensive to some right. audiences uh, on those fronts. Yeah, and a couple articles actually point out the fact that this is a pretty conservative church-going community. So it, it seems like a pretty obvious uh, yeah. over <laughs> yeah. a fact that they should have considered. But, yeah, but again, hindsight is twenty twenty. Maybe right, you know right. it's easy to get caught up mm-hmm. in the the how awesome this could be. Right. You know, I'd, and then all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, we should right. have considered right. some of this stuff. Or I, I do appreciate the idea in a certain <clears throat> way. Right. I mean, the idea of creating a cheap death menu, and you know, these are the foods that are going to help you live longer. Right. I mean, thinking of it from that perspective, I do appreciate what they were trying to yeah, do. Yeah, I think the goal was admirable, but yeah. the tactics were a little. Uh, questionable <laughs> right. right right you know i mean i think they they definitely were were going after a, a major issue in their yep. their yep. area and trying to get people's attention well <clears throat> that certainly certainly got people's attention yeah. unfortunately you know the the program and, and the good pieces of it um well i was gonna say may not come to light hopefully it does and, and still gets carried out in another way right under a different name right. um but make it a little little delayed with with this. Yeah. Some of the controversy <clears throat> that is uh, people are talking about now is that uh, the agency was fired, and now it's come to light that the the co-founder of the agency is the son of a board member, and the chairman of the board's daughter works for this agency as well. Uh, so these two board members have actually been asked to step down. I haven't seen any reports of if that has happened or not, but it's gone from campaign that people don't like to now this feeling that there may have been some insider, you know, know, inappropriate um, connections with these, you know, of how this work was done and Mm. um, which is unfortunate. Yeah. It's it's kind of spiraled even further downward. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's tricky with these edgy ideas because I mean, there are, you know, it, it usually one traditionally in the past few years, one of the things we've done around the holidays here is go to the um, British Advertising Awards. At least I think that's what it's called, isn't it? Over yep. at the at the um, 
Walker. And it's, it's always fun to see the edgy campaigns that are done overseas mm-hmm. that would never fly here mm-hmm. and just how awesome they are in terms of having an impact because they have that edge. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's that fine line between use, having an edge and being impactful and powerful and connecting and then that edge that's just straight up offensive right. and doesn't connect at all because of that. Right. Um, I, mean, I think a, a good example that we saw recently of a way of a advertisement or campaign that really embraced the edginess <clears> and the <throat> impact, but didn't go too far was the emergency room campaign from a, it was, I think it was a British, it was, yeah, where was that was from? British. I have to pull it up here, but um, the whole idea of the campaign was to educate people about what issues you need to go to the emergency room for and what issues you can go to someone else for um, and what going to the emergency room for unnecessary things can do to other people who need the services more. Um, and at the last a picture that I saw, I had a, a group of people waiting in line and it said what they were waiting for and where they could have gone instead. And then the last image in the row was a wreath or something yep, a, wreath um, of flowers. a wreath of flowers and it said uh was having a heart attack and would have should have been first in the queue yeah. or something like that so pretty intense a little bit fear-based um yeah. but also a pretty good impact i guess and <clears throat> a lot of education that can go into that too yeah yeah um the url for that i just dug it up was choosebetter.org.uk okay and it looks like it's from and i'm not going to pronounce this right Leicester City, and then it says Leicestershire County in Rutland. I can't pronounce Worcester sauce either. <laughs> and this is kind of spelled the same way, so forgive me um, for not being able to. Yeah, Leicestershire. L E I C E S T R City. Um, so yeah, it's an it's a it's a it's a powerful campaign with a, with a good message. But yeah, I mean, it's either kind of like you said, Katie, fear based or kind of lecture based. Um, but it's all about awareness. You know, it's like you've got this line of people who shouldn't be waiting to get into the ER because they're just getting in the way of people who really do need to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, check it out. We'll put it in the show notes, Yep. but it's well done. <clears throat> so what's next? How about we go from cheat death? Well, this is kind of a cheat death too. <laughs> <laughs> With, uh, uh, an interesting article from fast company on, um, the partnership between Doritos and Taco Bell on this taco shell that has apparently taken the world by storm. <laughs> it's basically a big ass Dorito wrapping yeah. a typical Taco Bell taco ingredients. Cool mm-hmm. Ranch Dorito, which yes. you know, who doesn't love those? I know. Right. Well, well that was the, the new, second yeah, phase the one. Second right? phase, yeah. The first yeah. one was the regular Dorito, mm-hmm. oh, okay. the orange powdery one. And then everyone was like, where's the cool ranch? Yeah, it's yeah. like, come on, the next one. <laughs> and, that, and, and, and this article goes, I mean, <clears throat> the article kind of ends with them saying, you know, this isn't just about like a one-off product. We've got that. This is like a new, this is going to go many directions for us. We're going to do all sorts of stuff with this partnership, all sorts of new products. You've only seen the beginning of it. Um, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried. I mean, I eat a Taco Bell every once in a while. I usually get soft shell tacos. So I'm not really in line for the hard shell, but I'm going to have to try this day. I mean, I like, I like Doritos. I like tacos. Mm-hmm. Um, so it right. sounds like a good, 
yeah. match. I'm sure I've had like a taco salad with Doritos or something at some point in time. See, yeah, and it's probably I, delicious. Yeah, I've had those as well, and those are those are quite tasty. For the, for the <laughs> so I eat one every day. <laughs> I, I haven't tried this because I'm not a huge Taco Bell fan, but I would give this a go. I think some uh, maybe yeah. we'll have to maybe on a show we'll have to all get some tacos and yeah. Yeah. do a video <laughs> That's podcast. That's what we we'll... should totally do next time. <laughs> I think the idea of it kind of grossed me out yeah. at first, but I would be open to trying it. Well, sure. the article is interesting too because they talk about a good half of the article talks about them coming up with the concept and then executing the shell trying to get it right because their initial prototypes were kind of a flop they'd use like a, a regular shell sprayed it with like the seasoning that's used on the on the doritos um and people just weren't buying it, it like they it flopped when they did some testing on it but they were so excited about it they're like they couldn't understand how this could not be successful that they went back to the drawing board and went through like just a ton of effort and like right. research to figure out how to make an actual, not to take a regular, take an original shell and spray it, but make the same shell texture and feel out of a Dorito, but still have it snap and crunch mm-hmm. like a Dorito. And it even, they even said it had to leave the orange powder on your fingers oh like a Dorito goodness. would. Otherwise it doesn't hit the experience properly. Right. Right. So talk about branding and like brand experience. Holy yeah. crap. That's awesome. We got to yeah. figure out how to leave orange powder on people's fingers so they and can lick it off. Is Taco Bell owned by Frito-Lay? I don't think so. I think it's its own thing. I, I think don't it, know. yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. But I was thinking this is awesome cross promotion for yes. Doritos by yeah. themselves. Well, and the other really cool thing about the article is, I mean, so many times you hear about things going nowhere because of contracts and getting in the way, right. and and the the leadership of both of these organizations, or at least <clears throat> the proper departments in each of these organizations. We're like, we got we to gotta do this. It has to happen. Mm-hmm. We're not going to sit here and wait on contracts. So they said, they basically move forward with a handshake. They're like, let's just do it. Let's you know, let's see what happens. happens. Awesome. Let's, you know, put the contracts aside. And so a handshake was like all they needed. And, wow. Well, and I think, so I think Frito-Lay owns Doritos. I think so. But it looks here, you know, in terms of business success. So they said they've sold 450 million of these, yeah. of these things so far. And then when they rolled out the Cool Rants, they've sold... Um, millions of those as well, but they actually had to hire fifteen thousand more people. Yeah, to this, address the demand. Wow. Yes, oh and they had to like gosh. build. They had to build factory lines to produce these. They 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 thought. I think I think it said they thought they had, like one line would be enough to to. But they ended up building like either like new facilities or like six new lines just to create these shells to meet the demand. Wow. And, and obviously there are you know a ton of Taco Bells across the country, but they said that works out to be about. Two or three people, new people or new hires per store. That's awesome. That's, that's, oh that's pretty goodness. impressive. Yeah. <laughs> and in terms of it benefiting both companies, it also says here that um, Frito Lay now has announced that it's going to offer Taco Bell flavored Doritos. <laughs> so it's going, it's going both wait, ways. Wait, wait, really? Yeah, yeah. I missed that one. Yeah. What is Taco Bell flavored? Yeah, I don't know. How do you capture the Taco Bell flavor exactly? <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> But I think it's safe to say it's a success from all yeah. angles here. Yeah. Do, do you do you also do you capture the part of the flavor has to be the grubby fingers from right. the, <laughs> the people grease. making it? Yeah, <laughs> a little grease on your, on your fingers. <laughs> I don't picture Taco. I mean, I like I said, I eat a Taco Bell every once in a while, yeah. and it's pretty damn good. But it I don't is. necessarily equate like the facility with you know the pinnacle of sanitation or anything. It's, <laughs> no, you so know, that, that's got to be captured in the flavor somewhere. Every right. time I go to Taco Bell, which isn't that often, but I do enjoy Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> It's just so funny to see people go through the drive-thru and park their cars right away to eat. Yeah, to eat I, don't, I think the whole concept of that is so funny. <laughs> like, you don't want to go in. Yeah, why don't you just go in? <laughs> you sit in your car. And I am one of those people. 
<laughs> who does that? But that it's just an and a taco isn't the easiest thing to eat in your car, no, it's even not. if you're parked. Right. It's kind of nice to be at a table with a tray right. in front of you, so that the lettuce and cheese can like you know fall there rather than your lap. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I think the other piece that cracked me up was, and maybe you can um, recall this more accurately, but was the whole cheese gas chamber. (laughs) (laughs) It was because they were testing this. Yeah. I forget how that all... It was... Well, they were testing in 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 their typical facility, but the the spray spray on flavoring or the powder of the flavoring was was getting into the air and was like overpowering the employees in these... Factories, so they had to figure they, out a way to isolate it. Didn't they go to Home Depot and get some like spray guns to like test it out first? Yeah, and that's what was creating this this haze <laughs> of cheese <laughs> dust. But then I like the editor's note too that it was like overpowering for employees. But then yeah. they're like, but not a, not a bad way to go. <laughs> 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 Die in a cloud of uh, Dorito Doritos cheese. cheese smoke, cheesy deliciousness. Uh, <laughs> I wonder where the, where they'll take it next. I know, because I'm kind of like, well, where else could this possibly go? I mean, because Doritos are Doritos. The shell is an obvious, well, in in hindsight, an obvious thing. Right. Um, But what... What could they do next? What next? I mean, Taco Bell flavored Doritos. That's, I I guess, one thing. That sounds kind of disgusting, to be honest. I know. I just don't know what Taco Bell flavored is. What does that mean? Like, is is it the seasoning that they put in their meat or... I don't know. Well, they. I was pissed because they stopped doing like the Baja Chalupas. That used to be like I used to go in and I'd order like the number two. Usually, I actually I should say I usually get the three soft shell supreme thing. Mm -hmm. But for a while, I was getting the chalupa, the Baja, the beef Baja Chalupas, and they're freaking delicious. I'm sure they've got like two thousand calories a piece, (laughs) but they're 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 awesome. And then they quit Mm -hmm. making them. So, huh? I've never had one of those before. Oh, they're so good. Maybe they'll roll out some. uh, Doritos dessert. Uh, oh, with the, uh, like ice cream Dorito flavored. <laughs> little uh, little <laughs> refried beans between two little sandwiches between little Doritos. <laughs> An appetizer, so to speak. I'm not a fan of the refried bean. How about are you guys do you guys like the refried beans? Oh my gosh. I yeah. what my I mind, signature item from Taco Bell is the bean and cheese burrito. I thought you started this out by saying, I don't go there that much. <laughs> and now she's like my signature <laughs> signature menu item. Well, the target that I go to has the Taco Bell <laughs> So I have to make myself not go usually because I really like their beans. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I should, yeah, I guess refried beans in something like a burrito isn't too bad, but I don't yeah. like like a side of refried beans. Oh There's gosh, just something that's, that's kind like of nasty about it. One of my favorite things ever. <laughs> like going to a Mexican restaurant and having refried black beans. Oh, I don't that's know if I've good. had refried black beans. Maybe that's a problem. Really I'm always good. getting like the brown beans. Yep. You're getting Let's the brown it. paste. The br- it's actual a paste. Beans. It is a paste. It's not really a bean anymore. Like a bean but, paste. But it, yeah, it is. It Taco Bell is is good stuff. I'm not gonna, yeah. not gonna rip on that. But I do think what's what is cool about it is you think about like sandwich shops like Subway, and it's all about the bread. I mean, they've right. got all these different kinds of bread. You walk in, it smells yep, really yep. good. And you know, Taco Bell's kind of taken the same approach with. The shell, you know, mm. the basic shell that <clears throat> yep. made it actually kind of innovative. Right. And their whole slogan is think outside the bun. So it just kind of mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. It just works. Yes. And um, Subway always had, they used to have the hearty Italian was one of their buns. And I always, I always wanted to walk in and order, order a 12 inch salami on a hearty Italian. <laughs> 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 just to see what the response would be. <laughs> Start making it. I'm sure you would have been the first person. (laughs) (laughs) And we've got a show title. (laughs) Uh, 
so I think that's all we had on the agenda for today. Are we forgetting anything? I don't oh, think so. self-assessment oh. on the website. Oh, yes. Thinkinterval.com. Don't forget to stop over there and take that. <clears throat> I don't remember how you've been. Transformation how do you... for yes. assessments. Be assessed. Be assessed. All right. So until next time, next week, same mm-hmm. time, same place. <laughs> this is Adam Meyer. Robert Prevo. And Katie Streeter. And we'll catch you later. Yeah. Bye.